0: Welcome aboard to Everybody Ships Us. I'm Shelley Northley. I'm Bonnie Dolan. And we are best friends and roommates and that's it. We know everybody
1: not so secretly ships us, which gave us a brilliant idea. We decided to date for one hour each week right here in our living room and see where it leads. Because what is dating if not investing your time, your energy, and your heart into a relationship with your favorite person?
0: Yeah. What is dating if not, I don't know. Tiny little boys and tiny little toys. So let's do this.
1: We're not
0: dating at all. I just took a sip of water and it hurt when I swallowed, but not in the way that like when you get a sore throat, it hurts internally because the outside of my neck is sore from like head rolls and stuff in dance class. It hurts externally. When you swallow. When I swallow.
1: The outside of your throat hurt. Yeah. The muscles. <laughs>
0: hurt. <laughs> I've never had it happen externally It's always internally
1: I've never had that happen either This is an experience Wow, exciting for you It is new. It is kind of fun I mean, it's not fun to have something hurting But it is kind of nice to know that like <laughs> You haven't experienced everything human yet There's still more
0: Yeah, there's more Like more pain that you can experience well, in your life
1: Yeah, or than senses you, Than I don't you know. even
0: knew about You can experience more pain than you can even fathom. Yeah.
1: So So, don't
0: even try to fathom. Don't. Because it's not going to go well for you. You can just look forward to that and all the new experiences of pain. All the new painful things. And you can't... There's
1: so many that we can't even imagine them. We literally can't even imagine how they
0: would feel. No. Or what types of feeling they would be. Do you ever think about like the worst pain that you could feel or like how okay I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna preface it I'm just gonna talk about the time I thought about it which is like this week where I was like man if somebody were to skin me alive that would be so painful and I cannot fathom how that how painful that would be
1: to answer your question yes I have thought about like sometimes I get terrified just for no fucking reason because yeah. I've thought about like What if I just get cut in half? Yeah. (laughs) And that's how my life ends.
0: What if I, like, my arm gets cut off? Like, what, I'm not ready for, like, the possibilities of the horrifying pain that I could potentially experience.
1: No, I I just, (laughs) I don't know why our brains do this, (laughs) but I have imagined all of these scenarios where, like, having acid thrown all over me Mm -hmm. and then having to, like, go through the process of healing after that, which would be so painful.
0: Something impales your eyes, you know?
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah. I thought about that too. Especially when I watch um, shows and stuff where they're like jousting. Mm. And I just imagine they're going to joust them right through the eye.
0: Uh, No. Yeah.
1: Because usually that happens on like TV shows and stuff because it's the only like body part that's available. Yeah. Is the slot. Of the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I don't want that
0: ever in my life. No. Oh, I was with my my niece and my nephew this weekend. They're kids, so they're dumb. And they grabbed, like, a bunch of toothpicks from this restaurant. And then we're just, like, walking and running around with toothpicks in their mouth. And I'm like, what if that gets lodged in their throat? Ugh. What even happens then? And it could happen. It is so easily a possibility. Did you ever watch Final Destination? I... Did I've seen like a clip on it on TV? Like when I was channel surfing. Yeah, and I'm like, what? These people are just dying in the most horrifying ways, and that's the whole movie. Horrible,
1: unpredictable ways. I've never seen that movie, but just even the thought that that movie exists has changed the way that my brain chemistry operates. Yeah, yeah. I've just always been like, I'm. This is partly why I don't do the window seat. <laughs> oh.
0: On an Wait, what happens in the window seat?
1: I don't know, but I saw a news story about like a like the window cracking on a Southwest flight. I think it was Southwest. Southwest, don't sue me. Um, <laughs> and it it cracked both of the window because there's it's a double window, and it cracked both of the windows. And a girl got like sucked out or whatever, but like she didn't get sucked all the way out, but she had like you know huge damage to her body because she got sucked into the window yeah. At like, you know, 30,000 feet in the air.
0: That's crazy. I was actually thinking on one of the flights, because actually, I flew Southwest. Uh-oh. Oh. Um, do not
1: get sucked out of the window. I'll try not to. This is what's going to get us sued by Southwest. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um Fly Southwest. Sure. This podcast is
0: sponsored <laughs> by Southwest. Call us Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> um. Because Southwest has no uh, assigned seating. So you you check in and then it gives you like boarding group A or B and then a number. And then you just go in when your number is called or your group is called. So you can potentially get any seat you want or you could potentially get just an option of middle seats depending on where right. you're uh, How you early board. checked in. Yeah. So I ended up on my way there like lucking out and getting a window seat, which is my favorite. And I was sitting down, and I was like, "Wow, I really like window seat." But if we crash, like, I feel like the window seats are probably the first to die. Right, something's so, gonna get crashed get, through. Like, I'm gonna bash my head on the side. Like, <laughs> there's no real plus side in it safety wise. Yeah. to window seats, and yet I'm, I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, well, it's not. It's pretty. It's pretty. And like, I don't like being surrounded by people or having the possibility of people walking past me, like having a little corner in my own little corner in my own little chair can be whatever (laughs) I want to (laughs) be. And I can also sleep with my head like against the corner. So
1: yeah, window seat is really great. I just always panic by the window. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know why. It's sort of irrational, except that it happened to that one girl.
0: Yeah, so quite rational.
1: I feel like I want to double-check this. All right. I want to, I want to look it up.
0: Because otherwise, defamation. Defamation! Don't me! What I can talk about is how freaking disgusting Southwest flights are. I took down my tray table to work on my Korean homework, and there was crumbs in the little, like, shallow cup holder thingy of the tray table. Crumbs! It means they... Never, ever, wipe them down, ever.
1: It was a Southwest flight. Oh
0: my God, Southwest, you can't even sue us because it's a factual. Okay, just listen to this news headline. Woman partially sucked out a
1: window dies after engine failure on Southwest flight.
0: So she like did succumb to her injuries.
1: Yeah, this this is a rational fear of mine. Yeah, Okay, it was the first accidental fatality on a domestic flight in nine years when, when it happened. When did okay. it happen? This was in 2016.
0: That is too recent for 2018. my liking. Even more recent. <laughs> oh, no. Ugh,
1: this article is all about her. No! I'm so
0: sad. Oh, I'm look sorry, at her smile. Jennifer. She's got a beautiful smile. She's really pretty. Oh, she looks so warm. Yeah. Oh, oh! oh. <laughs> now I'm sad. I'm sad too. <laughs> no window seats for me. I'm still gonna do them. I don't know. But also, my fear is not dying during these like horrible things. It's surviving. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just somehow worse to me. Oh yeah. Like it'd be one thing if like I don't know you lose a limb or something like you can, you can have a good quality of life after that. Still, it'll be different, but it will, you know, but like getting partially sucked out of an airplane window and like whatever that does to your body and then surviving that. Yeah. And remembering the trauma of mm-hmm. that. Absolutely not. I don't want that. No, Th- there was this, a uh, TikTok of this girl whose ex-boyfriend surprisingly not out of any sort of malice, mostly out of stupidity, sprayed acid on her. Excuse me? Yeah.
1: On an accident?
0: On accident. It Where
1: was, was he <laughs> handling acid that
0: it accidentally sprayed on her? Wait, was it acid or... I don't know. She just had burns, but maybe it was like propane and then she caught on fire or something. <laughs> I don't I rem- <laughs> actually don't remember. Um, but like, because the video was about her recovery and then she did like a story time after so yeah. I was mostly like watching her like take y- basically years to fully recover like her skin to recover from oh, that oh my god and then in the story time because I was trying to find out if it was intentional or not because right. you just like you know you do the the headline ex-boyfriend does pours acid or gasoline or whatever uh, and then it was, like, he did it on accident, but we broke up after because he's an idiot for, like, well risking my life like that. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's fair. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> but, like, just, can you imagine getting burned beyond recognition and then sur- surviving it? Just... And recovery. Ugh. Can you imagine having accidentally burned somebody
1: oh beyond recognition? Somebody that you love. Literally, I have I have nightmares sometimes about accidentally killing somebody when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Like, and it would be such an accident, you know? But the the way that it would haunt me huh. for th- my entire life. No. I I oh my God. I have such compassion for people who have accidentally killed people. I know.
0: Ugh. That would be one of the worst things to live with. And we were um, getting an Uber in in Vegas. Uh, Also, for listeners, I was in Vegas this weekend. You don't really get to hear about it. Bonnie and I have talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Secret. Secret trip. (laughs) One of our Uber drivers was telling us about all of the pedestrians that die in Vegas. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) From just, like, like, just walking out in the street, jaywalking, like, all of the... People just don't stop. I don't know. Oh my god! Uh, pedestrians don't have the utmost rights in in Vegas. Like if you're not walking legally, then it's your fault if yeah. you get in, an, or if you get hit. And as long as like the driver stays with you, they suffer no repercussions. Oh, like if it's a hit and run, obviously like they're going down if they get caught. Totally. But if they stay, if they call the police, if they try to. Apply care or check, even like check if it, if you're okay with it's like a love tap, <laughs> <laughs> love tap. <laughs> and then call the police if it's more than that. No repercussions.
1: Well, yeah, is that not the case everywhere? I don't think it is. If the pedestrian's in the wrong, the driver's still held
0: liable or responsible. I think really? that was my c- kind of understanding. I, I don't oh. know if it was like a learned understanding or just an assumption that I made. But I thought because it was like pedestrians always have the right-of-way, even if they're wrong, you know?
1: Oh, well, because if somebody's crossing 7th Street just in the middle of the road, which they do sometimes, I'm pretty sure if we hit them, it would not be our fault.
0: Oh. Huh.
1: I'm pretty sure. Like, unless it was on a crosswalk and we, like, ran a red or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But just those people that just fucking pop out and, like, walk, (laughs) they're risking it for the biscuit.
0: Yeah. But what about in like all right, our street, which yeah. t- only has few crosswalks, but it's a relatively calm street most of the time. So you can just time it car wise and it's like a one lane both ways.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like that's different because it's residential. Mm. And I don't think 7th Street counts as residential. No, I shouldn't. It's a main thoroughfare. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's different like in neighborhoods and stuff.
0: I don't know. I wonder. I could yeah, look I'm it curious. up. I'm but- curious. Oh, I don't really plan on hitting anybody. And if I do, whatever is ha- going to happen going to happen, you yeah, know? Yeah, I know. What a weird topic for us to start this on. I don't, know. I
1: don't know what we're on. I don't know what we're on today. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're back. Post Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Post
1: Thanksgiving date, living room party, night Mario date. party, oh. night date.
0: Mario party.
1: Mario Party later. Later. But party. Party.
0: Date. Date. Mario. Mario question mark. Maybe. It's a me. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> brie and I a sister and Brie and I were playing Mario Party this past week. Um, because she came and stayed with me. At the place where I house it. And we were playing Mario Party and I got really frustrated and I was playing as Waluigi. And Waluigi says at the beginning of every turn, he says, it's time for Waluigi. (laughs) And I was so mad because I was so behind (laughs) that I just like, it started my turn and I was like, it's time for Waluigi. What am I doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> give me a little mantra.
1: Yeah, I'm just like it's time for Waluigi. <sighs> right. It's happening.
0: It's I'm gonna do Waluigi. it.
1: <laughs> uh, it's not quite yet time for Waluigi. They did not know. It might be time for another question.
0: I think that's a good
1: idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, let's shake it up. Let's we'll shake it right on up and get our next question in the 36. 36- questions that lead to love. 36 questions that lead to love. We're going to get to know our favorite things. Find out if we want to bang. 36 questions that lead to love.
0: Yeah.
1: Did you get my like bang gesture? I Tried I did. to make it, but I was also snapping. Mm. But I did this. Bang? Yeah, bang.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that translates. Great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What number are we on? Do you remember? 17? Whoa, let's find out.
0: RIP 16, if we...
1: No, I think we did 16. Okay. We did lucky number 15, and then we did lucky number 16.
0: So now it's lucky number 17?
1: I think so. All right. We did that one. We did... We did 16. Yeah. 16. What do you value most in a friendship? Oh yes. That was the last one we did. Mm-hmm. You're right. We are on lucky number 17. Oh my God, look at my
0: memory. Wow. wow. All
1: right. Here's 17. What is your most treasured memory?
0: In existence. In existence. Wow. What wow. is your most treasured memory? Yeah. They really require me to look inward. Yeah. And like, I guess that's the point. But I, I'm never prepared to look as inward. Like, I I always wanted to be like, um, if you were, I don't know, an animal, what animal would you want to be (laughs) kind of thing? Yeah. What is your most treasured memory? I
1: think we're getting deeper and deeper as we pass
0: through these questions. Probably. But that's concerning as we're only at 17.
1: Yeah. How? We're not even halfway. How much deeper are we going to get? We're going to get real deep, Shelly. Oh, my God. We're going to get inside of each other. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you don't want that? I mean, I know we're supposed to, you know... Keep an to, open get mind. Get to know our favorite things, find out if we want to bang, saying. but... We'll
1: see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see When question number 36 comes around.
0: Okay, my most treasured memory. I know I usually make you go first on these things, so I'm going to try and... Do
1: I go first? I mean, last time... You talked about your water bottle, but that was for a different thing. That yeah. was for Mail with Jeremy.
0: I feel like if I go first, then it's kind of like a joke first. And then everyone goes, and they're a bit more sincere. And then I'm like, all right, I should probably be sincere. <laughs> well, we get to decide how we answer these questions. I know, but I feel like I hide behind the jokes as to not not not, not answer them. Just not... I'm not usually ready for the question. So I I feel like I want to have either the most truthful answer I could possibly have, the factual, objective truth that a being on high could look at and deem, yes, that is actually the correct answer uh-huh. because I saw your entire life and I know that that is the truth, mm-hmm. or some fake answer. That doesn't mean anything. Mm.
1: So because you haven't found the perfect answer, you're going to go way in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if... Whatever thing you say is just what it is right now, but I'm not going to hold you to it. And nobody's going to hold you to it. It's just going to be a treasured memory that is important enough to share because you've chosen to share it.
0: But the problem is that the the questions put the, you know, the qualifier most treasured memory. And this is a recorded medium that will last the years. Yeah, true. So it's almost in itself a fruit rule.
1: It's. Yeah, but the fruit rule only lasts for 10 years.
0: That's true. Anything I say here only lasts for 10 years. Then? That's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it disappears. and <laughs> <just> floats away. <laughs> the
1: internet isn't forever. It's only 10 years old.
0: <laughs> this has nothing to do with the question, but it reminds me of a, a thing on TikTok. Someone was responding to a comment in the first video that I saw, so I didn't know what the original video was. But it was like, joke's going to be on you in a thousands of years when paleontologists can can look at your bones and tell if you're a boy or a girl. And I think it was like a transphobic oh, yeah. uh, comment left on some sort of video of like, there's no inherent difference between men and women, so therefore trans people are not different biologically kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then the person was like, ha ha ha, bones. Um <laughs> Okay. And so, like, the person totally pwned them in the video. But somebody else in the comments was like, also, the people thousands of years from now are not going to be looking back at history the way we're looking back at thousands of years ago. They had so little record. That's we true. keep record of everything.
1: That's very true. Future historians are going to have all of our Facebook posts.
0: Yeah, that's All of our
1: statuses. <laughs> They're going to know exactly what song lyrics were most important to me when yeah. I was 17.
0: And even better, they're going to be able to hear that song.
1: Yeah, they will.
0: That's crazy. Anyway. Anyway. So. <laughs> a little tangent that I've been thinking about. Most
1: treasured memory. Well, it's just, it's going to be impossible to do most. Yeah. But, you know, a very treasured memory. Um, I have one. Okay. That is gonna I don't know. it's it's kind of funny now. I, I don't know. it I just it's so vivid, and it's treasured because it was one of the first times that I felt really sincerely loved romantically, mm. like in a deep way. And it was so early on to our relationship. but it was when I was with the guy. Uh, who was a pilot? Mm-hmm. I think I talked about the Valentine's Day trip we went on at some point where he took me flying on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, I have this really vivid memory of being in Utah with him. And it was like very early days, maybe like three months in, if that. And we were going to Zion and. We were driving on this highway and it was really, it was like maybe late morning and it was overcast and we were driving so cold because it was like March maybe. So, so cold. And we were driving, he was holding my hand, he was driving, holding my hand. We were listening to Blood Bank by Boney Vare. If you know that song, you'll sort of know the feeling of being in there. And there's, it was just really like romantic and sweet and warm, even though it was so cold. We were wearing like jackets and had the heater all the way up and at beanies and stuff. And we were still cold. Then it started to snow as we were driving, which neither of us were expecting because it wasn't supposed to, I don't think started to snow. And so we got out of the car, we parked the car on the side of the road and got out of the car and just were on the side of the road, just sort of like being in the snow. And he's a photographer. So he was taking pictures of the snow and then of me. And then we got back in the car and kept driving and we were still listening to Blood Bank. And, um, I don't know why that's one of my treasured memories. Like we had really good moments over that relationship. We also had a really bad moments. We're not together anymore It's probably why, but it was just one of the th- really special times where everything was just sort of so beautiful and special and sacred and slow and warm. And like, I just felt so light. And I felt like I was with somebody who just wanted to pull over when things were happening and wanted to just live in the moment and live in the moment with me. And it's just always special. And I always think of that car and then that drive and that trip and that moment whenever I listen to Blood Bank. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That was a really nice, special memory.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was. it was really sweet. I don't think... Often about, I mean, I I think about that relationship sometimes. It was one of my more successful relationships. It's probably, not probably, definitely the one that meant the most to me. I have a lot of treasured memories from that relationship I'm just thinking of right now. Yeah. Really special.
0: I have a a similar, similar, a related question. Yeah. Um, That's not necessarily about your specific relationship, but just about like, Previous significant relationships in your life. I found myself the other day, like I have this journal kind of thing that was from a costume that I did with Charles. Mm-hmm. I just put like random pictures of our rela- from our relationship in that little journal thing, um, and I found it, and I was like, "Is it weird that I'm holding on to this? Yeah. I have like a bunch of stuff from." Uh, well, I, first of all, I don't think it's weird. Yeah, but um, I have like a bunch of of stuff, pictures, letters, random things from the relationship that I have in a box somewhere that like I want to keep, like I want to hold on to for pretty much the rest of my life because it was a significant relationship. Yeah, it was my first relationship, and it was special. And it's not necessarily one I want to go back to or am pining for, but it's it was important, and it's a part of my history. And when I'm older, I'm going to want to look at these things and look at my first boyfriend and and remember what it was like to be in love for the first time. But I know that there's kind of this like, not shame, but it's just kind of a- agreed upon that you're supposed to get rid of things from yeah. past relationships so that you can make room for new ones. Or if you're in a new one, like you shouldn't have anything from previous one.
1: Right. Because it's like
0: disrespectful or whatever. Yeah. Like
1: you're holding on to something, but like, like feelings.
0: But it's it's not a about feelings it's about memories and memories of the feelings yeah I don't know I just I feel like the next relationship I get in whether it's successful or not I'm gonna want to like remember it when I'm 80 or 90 years old I'm gonna want to have tactile things that I can look back on or or something to if I'm like 90 I'm not roaming around. I'm not going out and doing things. I'm going to stay in the house and I'm going to look through my old shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. And I don't think that's uh, like you. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, talismans are so important, right? Like, like things that people give us that mean something They, there, there are history, right? Like I feel very connected to certain things and I'm not going to give it up just because the relationship's over. Like it doesn't mean, keeping something doesn't mean that the feelings are still there. It means that you valued the time that you had with that person and you want to remember it fondly. I was just playing on my piano because I was rehearsing for this weekend. That piano was given to me by my first boyfriend for One of our anniversaries, he gave me a piano. And I'm not getting rid of that thing. First of all, it's very functional. Yes,
0: it's so useful.
1: Second of all, he was one of the only boyfriends that I have had that have really appreciated my musical ability for what it was at the time. And supported me in that way. And that means something to me. And he's a good person. I'm not gonna get rid of something just because it was given to me by somebody else. If somebody that comes along into my life has an issue with that, then they can just see themselves right out.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like I understand to a point, like if that if that person was still in my life in like a significant way, yeah. Then I could see how that could be harmful to the next person that I'm with. Th- that's like a whole conversation that I'd be willing to have. Yeah. Because it's it's that person is still very prominent, but if it, it's, it's things. It is papers and it's not papers I have on display. Right. It's not, they're in a box somewhere. They're going to stay in a box somewhere. It's a record of me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the, the historians thousands of years from now, 50 years from now, I'm going to be able to look at my life yeah. and that's part of my life. Relationships are a significant part of our lives. Yeah.
1: That I was... Just thinking on my drive up here, I don't know why I was thinking of this. I think I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the statement, I am, and uh, how they called it a declaration. Alex calls it a proclamation. I am is a sacred proclamation of who you are into the universe. Mm. And I decided to make one in the car because I just was was doing nothing. I was listening to a podcast. So I said the first thing that came to my mind, which was I am my own home. Hmm. I don't know why that came to me, but that feels appropriate to what we're talking about. Like the longest relationship you're ever going to have is the one with ourselves, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm finding myself less and less willing to compromise that relationship for others' comfort. Mm. And I have a, a a birthday card, I think, from that previous relationship. Uh, not the piano guy, the pilot guy. I have a, a card that he gave me for my birthday because throughout our relationship, I would write poetry, mostly about him, about other stuff too, but a lot about specific moments in our relationship that were important moments for me. And on my birthday, he wrote me one in the same style that I write poetry. And he wrote me one. And it was it was so lovely to be seen and reciprocated in the same way because it also showed that he appreciated the way that I was doing that. And that means something to me. Yes, it's a love note. And yes, that relationship's over. That man is getting married probably soon, you know? Yeah. Like he is engaged. He's in love. He's moving on. I'm really happy for him. I miss our relationship. I do. Because I miss being that happy. It's yeah. not really about him. Yeah. It's about being loved and held like that. And I miss that. But it's not about it's not about him.
0: So I'm not gonna get rid of that. No. I love it. Yeah, and you shouldn't. And you should be able to look back on that even like tomorrow. Yeah. You know? It, I'm talking about like 50, 60 years in the future, but it's also okay to look at it now mm-hmm. and to and to think about like this was a significant relationship. This was a time when I was happy. This was a time when I was writing poetry for somebody that I loved mm-hmm. and that made me see the world in a beautiful poetry kind of way. That's really that is really significant and that yeah. is really special and we should be able to hold on to that without that affecting any other future person that we're with because it's not about them it's about our lives
1: right totally there's that people on love is blind i was watching love is blind three recently and there's this guy named bartice and he was engaged to nancy uh. and it was they had like moved in together or whatever and she was showing him around one of her rental properties and he was she was like okay so like I co-own this rental property with my ex. Like, we're in business together. We're business partners. So, like, I have some properties that are just mine. He has properties that are just his. We have a couple shared properties. and so, But we work really well together. Bartiz was getting all weird about the fact that she co-owns homes with her ex. Mm -hmm. Because they used to fuck. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right? (laughs) Where does the issue come from? Right.
1: And she she is so patient. Nancy supremacy. She is great. Mm -hmm. She was talking to him and like listened to his frustrating, uh, fears about like, I don't know, whatever he felt weird about. I feel like it's toxic masculinity, jealousy shit, and I don't like it, but she was like hearing him out and she was like, okay, also like, but this is my business. Like it's firmly a business relationship. Like we don't see each other a ton but we do work together and uh, by the way this is how much i make on the rental properties and he was like oh no problem then I'm <laughs> like come on man <laughs> wow <laughs> he's like your money is my money right like oh we're all God. we're all good and good here <laughs> yeah he sucks yeah, um,
0: <laughs> he's the worst
1: yeah did you watch any of it
0: no i've only watched clips that showed up oh on tiktok and that first bit that i watched with you
1: Absolutely unhinged season. <laughs> Absolutely unhinged. Where are you finding these men? All of the women are excellent. Mm. Pretty much all of the women are excellent. Most of the men are just awful. <laughs> they're not ready at all for what they're going on the show for. It's love is blind. You get engaged in like 10 days. Mm -hmm. And then you like see if you're going to marry that person at the end of six weeks. If you're not ready for marriage, what the fuck are you
0: doing on that show? That and like you have to. I mean, the experiment of the show is can you fall in love with somebody without like their physical appearance playing a factor? Yes. So I feel like the first season I I also haven't watched was more people willing to kind of sign up for this experiment. Yes, very much so. I think I can. Like, let's find out. And I feel like now it's just like, well, this is a TV show and there are maybe hot women on it. And like, so I'll just get matched up with one of the multiple hot women. Right. And rather than like, can I fall in love with somebody even if they aren't my typical type? Because what does that mean? What does a type mean? Why am I seeking that out versus connecting with somebody? And if I connect with somebody and they're not my type, like, is that going to, you know, play a role? And it's usually like, ah, I've connected with this person. But they're not my type. But that person's my type. Right. Mm-hmm. So I should be with
1: them instead. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we want to hook it up. Do a little switcheroo. Literally, like, it. they get the first part, right? They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I can fall in love with somebody sight unseen. Oh, my God. And then they get revealed and they're like, wow, you're still beautiful, but you're not my type. Oh, wait, they're not my type. Oh, my God. Am I going to be <laughs> sexually attracted to them in the long run? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut
0: the fuck up. You... Thought that they were beautiful, so therefore that you find them attractive. Yeah,
1: I think if you ever watch any of Love Is Blind three, you would really love Alexa and Brennan. Mm. They're excellent. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Oh, was that the food couple? Yes, that's the food oh, couple. Oh, yay! Yeah, and this will come out much after the finaliers So,
0: and anyone mad about spoilers, uh, just go watch watch it the already. show. Like, why have you not watched it? Watch it if you if you. Not watching it, then you don't get to watch it. Now, suck it.
1: <laughs> you just still watch it to watch it happen. Yeah, that's true. Cause it's unhinged.
0: <laughs> anyway, what's your most treasured memory? Um, I thought of two. And I thought of two because one is not necessarily a memory I can pinpoint but it's just kind of words in my head. Okay. So I'll get to that after. My memory that I'm deciding is the memory memory. Fruit rules Fruit, memory. <laughs> Fruit rules memory. I was young once. Were you? I was. You've not been dead for 50 <laughs> years? <laughs> 50 years! Uh, no, I was once a child. Oh. Um. Might come as a surprise to some of you. And I... Uh, as a child was living at home. And um, at the time of this point in my childhood, my sister was also living at home. And my sister is 12 years older than me. I probably have said this at some point. So we were never like playing together. Um, By the time I was like of remembering age, she was like a late teenager, early adult kind of thing. And there was this one night Uh, First of all, I've always looked up to her when I was a kid. Like, I always thought she was the coolest, most fashionable. Uh, Like, I wanted to be like her. I wanted to spend time with her. I'd, like, sneak into her room. I'd steal her makeup kind of thing. Uh, I was an annoying little sister. One night, we were uh, at home, and she was getting ready to go out with her friends. So I'm guessing she was probably, like, 18, 19, 20, 21, around there. And I was watching her kind of... From afar, getting ready for this thing, I think I probably went to her room a little bit and like tried to be part of the getting ready process. And then it came down to her like she was ready, she was going to leave, and I, I used to look back on this and think that I was like being manipulative, but I was a child, so I don't know how. But I <laughs> I started crying and like asking her not to go. Because I just I didn't want her to leave. I like I really wanted to spend time with her that night. I I was just really sad. Like she wasn't, she was leaving for the night. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But I put up a big. I made a big stink about it. <laughs> and then she decided to stay. And she Aww. she like canceled her plans and and decided to stay with me. And I haven't talked to her about this. Like I I don't remember talking to my mom about it. So I don't feel like this is something that somebody told me happened. And like so, it's really fuzzy in my brain, but I just remember that happening, and and her choosing to stay with me, even though I was the bratty little sister that was crying, watching her get ready this entire night, and then she got ready, and then I started crying about her leaving. So, Allie, if this didn't happen, <laughs> let me know. Um,
1: it happened because you remember it. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but so, it just I think I treasure it because it was like somebody choosing. Me in that moment. Yeah. I, I feel like... I, I don't want to say I have rare instances where people have chosen me in life. I don't think that's true. But there that was one of the first times I felt chosen. And that was really, really special to me. That's so special. Um, so would, Thank you, Allie, for that. If it happened. <laughs> don't add that. <laughs>
1: Stop gaslighting yourself.
0: No. <laughs> and then the other one... That is not a specific moment that I remember because it's also been said a couple of different times, but it's another time where I felt very chosen. I think the first time it happened was it was you and I, we were together doing something and I think we were trying to figure something out for like a social gathering Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or what have you. I don't know. And I was, I'm guessing, feeling anxious about some situation Again, I really don't remember when it first was said, and it's also been said multiple times. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to find a solution that was going to be like, n- my anxiety wasn't holding us back kind of thing. And you basically like looked at me and you said, well, you are my priority. So we'll, we'll do like whatever we, we, you need to do yeah. kind of thing. And you've said that multiple times to me, that like I'm your priority. You are. And that just... Huh? <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, <laughs> it it just, that kind of rings in my ears sometimes when I, and I don't feel good. Um,
1: oh, really?
0: Cause it, I just, I, I feel very, I don't need to be your priority. Um, but you make me your priority, and you're also my priority, and it's just really special that we just uh, we, all, <laughs> we found each other and that we're each other's priorities. Mm. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um. So I don't remember the first time it was said. I don't even remember, like, the other times it's said. I just remember that it's said, and it's very treasured to me. So. <laughs> that means so much to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that means so much to me to hear you say that 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 means something to you because well it, it means so much to me for so many reasons one of which is because because sometimes I feel like when I do when I give things to people they don't understand what that gift is and it's not that you had to say that, but for me to know that like, that I'm pouring into you and it's being received in the same way that I mean it means a lot. It also means so much to me because I've been feeling so sad that you're spending so much time with baby. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like, reassurance that I didn't realize that I needed until right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <No>, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have <laughs> been spending a lot of time with people.
1: So much time. <laughs> <laughs> I know I brought it up last yeah. time. And I... <laughs> The thing is, I brought it up. You were like, let's hang out. Cause obviously. Yeah. Right. And then you went away to Vegas pretty much (laughs) immediately. I went to house it. We were like separate. And then, of course, when you came back from Vegas, you went immediately to a dance dance class class. with Bailey, and Bailey picked you up from the airport. And I was like, (laughs) damn it.
0: (laughs) I know. I like it was a. Like a hairbrained scheme that we had before leaving, because like there was like a, a specific class that we wanted to take, like a specific dance class. But as it was happening, I was like, or uh, the day of, I was like, "So are are you picking me up from the airport?" And she's like, "Well, yeah, we're going to dance class." And I was like, "Oh yeah, uh, yeah, no, that that makes sense." <laughs> But like, and then we got home and like you were in bed and we couldn't do our welcome back. I know we didn't do our small dance. And I was just, I was like, well, I, I made this decision, (laughs) but I am sad. To be fair, I was,
1: I was in bed and I was so fucking tired, but I heard you come home and I could have, I could have gotten out of bed and done the tradition
0: so tired and I didn't do it and i'm <laughs> it's, sorry it's fine i i wouldn't have expected you to get out of bed to, to tiny dance to and commit
1: then. to the bit though i didn't commit <laughs> i committed to sleep
0: it'd be one thing if i was coming home as you were like walking towards your room to go to bed that's yeah. kind of it's it's more it's not not committing to the bit by not getting out of the bed that you were about to fall asleep in to
1: I don't know <laughs> I feel like it is. I all feel right, like I, right. I failed it. <laughs> it should have been better. But anyway, TLDR, there was no opportunity for us to fix it after I brought it up. Yeah. So it was still bothering me, even though like we both have acknowledged it. It just hadn't been dealt with yet. Yeah. So I appreciate he, like feeling loved and held in this way by my best friend. While I'm in the midst of feeling jealous that you're spending so much time with somebody who's not me. (laughs) I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate you. and I'm not going to cry again. I'm not. Don't you fucking dare cry. I wouldn't even imagine. Can can you imagine? I can't imagine. If I were to cry again. Oh my God, how embarrassing. Don't. Uh, But if I were to say the words that were potentially going to make me cry again, which they won't. No. um, And they better not. It, it just, it it, mean, it means the world to me, and you mean the world to me, and I love you very much. I love you very much. <laughs> I'm not going to cry about <laughs> no, it. We're not going to cry about it.
1: Everything's fine.
0: Everything is completely fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Armor. Armor. <laughs> Armor. Uh, formula One.
1: <laughs> oh my God, Boys and Toys.
0: <laughs> boys and Toys.
1: I realized that last time we were talking with Brie, who also watches Boys and Toys, mm-hmm. That I said boys and toys, and (laughs) I've never talked about the fact that I call Formula One racing boys and toys on this podcast, (laughs) but that is indeed what I'm talking about.
0: Boys and toys. Yeah, it's not as sexual as it sounds. It
1: might be. I don't know. They're all very hot. Most of them are very hot. Some of them are very hot. Okay, yeah. (laughs) They're all rich European men. That's true. That is a true thing. I don't know why I love it so much, but I do yeah. I love it I get that They're all, It's just the fact that there are 20 of them, right? There's 20 of them, so you can get to know them all You watch Drive to Survive mm-hmm. You get to know, like, what's at stake for each individual person And each individual team And you're like, oh my god, I love this person's personality But, like, I hate what he's doing mm-hmm. to this other driver And, like, oh my god, drama Like, the storytelling on that show was so fun So good and then Brie and I have started watching the races every Sunday, which is hilarious because we don't have live TV. <laughs> <laughs> so we have been poaching live TV from various sources. We will not confirm which sources. And it's been great. It's so much fun. I don't,
0: <laughs> I've never expected myself to get super into sports, but here I am. It's so funny because I actually see a lot of parallels in like with you and Formula One uh and me and K pop like I just <laughs> Which is so funny because you also have like you you're a big Taylor Swift fan. Yes. But I actually see more parallels <laughs> <laughs> formula one <laughs> cause Game you up. can't
1: have a bias with Taylor Swift no it's just one human yeah
0: but like formula one you get to know all of them you kind of like gravitate towards some of them yeah like you you are the the time zones are weird so you have to like stay up for, right. for something or wake up early for something and you're watching it illegally cause there's really no <laughs> good access to that's it that's so funny it is the same <laughs> I'm so
1: glad I have one now. I get it.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, I've asked you your favorite, but I'm going to put it in the K-pop frame of reference. Who is your bias and who's your bias wrecker in Formula One?
1: Okay. Okay. What a great question. If we're talking teams, Mm -hmm. my bias is Mercedes. Okay. My bias wrecker? Ooh. It's either McLaren or Ferrari. I Well, the lineup is changing now. So the driver lineup is changing for next year. So everybody's all shifted around. I'm going to go based off of 2022 driver lineup. Mm -hmm. I think my bias record is McLaren.
0: Yes. But the
1: thing is, like the top three teams, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, like— They're pretty much always going to get top six, just in various orders. Then we got the midfield, which includes McLaren. And so I feel like that's why my bias record is McLaren, because if we're looking at the top teams, I'm going to go Mercedes. Yeah. But if we're like looking midfield, it's got to be
0: McLaren. I mean, that's a top teams, BTS, midfield, Pentagon. That's right. I get it. You get it. (laughs)
1: Um, If we're talking drivers, my bias is hammy.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. Lewis Hammy Yeah
1: Lewis Hamilton
0: <laughs> For the people not to know <laughs> For the layman
1: <laughs> Yeah Love that boy In his toy um, no. My <laughs> bias record <laughs> Okay this The bias record Is kind of In contention right now Because For a long time It's been Danny Rick Yeah Daniel Ricardo
0: mm-hmm, My boy
1: Love him The thing is I love Georgie boy Mm. George Russell The little English boy Who looks like a tiny prince (laughs) Who's growing into his features So he's getting hotter Love that for him You're proud of him Love that journey for him Um, He is doing so well And he's such a great driver He's also on Mercedes He won his first Grand Prix Oh This season I'm so proud of him Wow Uh, (laughs) Georgie boy Georgie boy (laughs) But Danny Rick is always going to be a fave because he's so fun. Yeah. He's a really great driver. He's just not been in the cars that suit his driving style. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm unfortunate. I do not like Red Bull. Mm. I am glad he's back on Red Bull because, I mean, he's not in the starting lineup, but he drives a Red Bull car like nobody's business so I feel like if Checo ends up leaving because him and Max are in a thing, because there's drama between him and Max. Did you know?
0: I didn't know. Oh,
1: my God. Let what me tell Verstapp you about Stapp this drama. Do? Oh, my God, Max. Max Verstapp. Jim? Wait. Jim for, for stopping. For stopping? You, you had a dream about Formula One people, and I think you were trying to remember his name in the dream, and you yeah. thought it was Jim? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Jim, like, Verstappen or something. Oh, was kind of close. Jim
1: Verstappen, Max Verstappen. Yeah. It was pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, they're in a race. I forget where. It might have been Abu Dhabi. No, it wasn't because that was the last one. It was the second to last race. Might have been Brazil.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember anymore. Probably Brazil. <laughs> You've watched so many of those. I've point.
1: watched so many. Okay. So, there's, like, the championship, the driver's championship, And there's a Constructors' Championship. Constructors' Championship has to do with the cars. The Drivers' Championship obviously has to do with, like, the drivers who scored the most points. And you get varying points based on what place you are, obviously. So Max has already won the Drivers' Championship, right? He needs no more points. Nobody can catch him by the end of the season. So Mm -hmm. he's already won. So Checo, Sergio Perez, and Charles Leclerc, who also I love. Yeah, sweet pretty boy and a sweet pretty toy. So tiny. (laughs) They are like neck and neck, right? And going into, I think Brazil, Charles. Not going into during the race, Charles was in like third, and Checo was in sixth, and Max was seventh or something like that. He was behind Checo. And the engineers that are talking to the drivers, like monitoring the whole race, they're like, okay, uh, Checo, Max, they've got like maybe five laps left. They're like, okay, Max is going to see if he can go past Leclerc so that Leclerc will get less points. Um, So let Max through. If he can't do it in a couple laps, then he's going to come back behind you so that you get more points than him. And Checo's like, all right, cool. Um, Trust the process, right? So he lets Max through. Max can't catch Charles. So then it's like Max fifth, Checo sixth. But Mm -hmm. in order for Checo to get as many points as he can possibly get to try to beat Leclerc by the end of the season, they needed to switch places. Max has already won, right? Mm -hmm. So the engineers are like, okay, Max, uh, let Checo through, please. Max, let Checo through. Max, let Checo through. Max does not let Chet go through. He pretends to not hear the engineers. And then at the end of the race, when they've all finished, the engineers are like, uh, Max, wh- what happened back there? Max is like, I told you guys, I told you I'm never going to do that. I told you I'm never going to do it again. So don't even start this conversation with me. He's like so aggressive about it. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? So he he was a bitch. Yeah. He was a little egotistical bitch. Wow. Yeah. And nobody knows what he's talking about. <laughs> he didn't need the points. And he basically, he, he just sh- took shit on Checo. So now Checo and Charles ha- are even going into the last race when he could have been ahead.
0: Yeah.
1: He could have been ahead. They're on the same team. They're on the same team. Max. What the fuck? First step? Jim? Jim? Jimothy, Jimothy Verstappen, Verstappen. Jimothy Verstappen, how dare you,
0: Ooh, baby back bitch! Yeah,
1: this is why I don't really love him. Mm. He's 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 low on my list. Let's say he's pretty low,
0: and that's why Checo's potentially going to leave Red Bull.
1: Yeah, that's I don't know because there seems to be some drama between them. So and Checo's always going to be Red Bull's number two because. Max is unstoppable. I fucking hate that about him, but he's a really good driver. So, (laughs) so anyway, if he ends up leaving because drama, then maybe Danny Rick can get that second spot and then he'll get to race on the grid again. And then he can deal with Jim. Then he can deal with Jim. And like, that's fine. Yeah. Love him. Love him. Uh,
0: Yeah. So that was us (laughs) talking about
1: boys and toys for a while. (laughs) My new K-pop obsession Yay Yay! <laughs> this has been lovely It has been I thought we were gonna have time for more things But we do not no, We just we just wanted to talk We did And I love it I love it too And I love you I love you Thanks for coming and living Thanks
0: for having me Bye Bye We're not dating at all Thanks for listening to Everybody Ships Us. This podcast is executive produced by Schmengi Incorporated and is hosted, produced, and edited by Shelley Norfleet and Bonnie Dolan, with help from our production assistant, Brianna Chapelier.
1: Our theme song was written by Bonnie Dolan and arranged by Andrew Carter, who also does our mixing and mastering. Our cover
0: art was shot by Cynthia Price and designed by Shelley Norfleet. To get into contact with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Everybody Ships Us and on Twitter at Ships Us Pod. Or you can email us at everybodyshipsus at gmail.com.
1: If you like this podcast, make sure to follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast listening app.